0: Hi and welcome to this week's BA Brew. I'm Kerry, I'm Lisa, I'm Julie and I'm Debbie and in today's brew we're going to be talking about the little nuggets of information that have had a positive impact on us or in our careers. So I think we should just jump straight into this one. So, Lisa,
1: let's come to you first, please. Yeah, sure. So yeah, I was thinking about this, and there's so many different bits of information um, and so many amazing mentors, actually, that I've had over the years when I think about these things that have stayed with me. Um, I think one of the one of the best ones, and it's probably quite an obvious one, but I'm gonna mention it anyway. One of the best ones is where if you, you kind of understand what system you're working in. So, for example, if I use the interviews or the recruitment process as an example, um, a, a colleague of mine said to me once, you know, you've know, you got to understand the system. You've got to understand how it works, what they're looking for um, and, and, and better tick the boxes. And it was such a great bit of information um, and actually little, little things like using the car model or the star model like we do um, in the apprenticeships for our portfolios. Just using a simple technique like that just to, to help you through it and give you a bit of structure to your, your thoughts and your answers. Um, so that that was probably the, that's made such a big impact to me. I think it's just about knowing, um, just understanding the system you're working within, understanding the environment and the people. Um, I don't know if anyone else has got any particular recruitment tips, but I think that that was really quite life-changing for me because I then applied it to everything um, and it, it just really helps. But, you know, sometimes the obvious stuff really is helpful, isn't it? Um, and I think, and as well as people telling me things, you, you do obviously pick up your own things over the years that then you can pay forward to people perhaps you're mentoring or helping at work and um, and one one for me is the the importance of increments and, the, and on the pathway to success because you know I, I didn't realize that when I, when I was younger I kind of want to do everything now and actually life's not like that you know you, the time increments the time you put into things the I don't know just, just the effort it really makes quite a difference to your to, to your trajectory I guess um so I think if that's one thing I would i probably say increments are really important and it has made me think of when I'm at the gym uh, on my favorite machine there's a slogan that says every workout counts and I'm mean, looking at that thinking no oh, I don't think so but actually if you miss a couple of workouts you really feel the difference when you go back so I think that That's just such a—it's such an important thing, you know. You don't realize how much, how much impact one little thing or one action is doing, um, until you stop doing it. But it's just, just a great piece. Hopefully, great piece of advice. So, how how about you, Julie?
2: Um, I think that was really interesting, actually, what you were kind of saying. It's it's almost the agile approach, isn't it? That inter- iteration and improvement. Um, but I think that one of the things, I think one of the most profound things that I was ever told, which I didn't actually understand for years, and I'll be honest about this, was bring your authentic self to work. It, it sort of felt like a bit of a sort of slogan that you'd put on a mug or something. Um, and then I think over the years, as I've got older, of course, what that actually really means in reality is you grow as a person. And of course, you know, you're in a professional environment, and you've got all of that experience of hopefully lots of things that have gone right, but also all the things that have gone horribly wrong as well that you learn from and you grow from. And I think that applies to you as a person as well. You know, you grow emotionally, you grow, you know, that that sort of just, just the ability to sort of be around people and understand people and work with them better. So I think that In context now, I think that really resonates with me because, you know, the person that I've become personally really shouldn't be kind of separated from what I am at work. And if I am being asked and I, I, you know, encourage anybody um, to sort of think about this, if I am being asked to change myself at work, um, why is that? And, you know, actually that has has become a bit of a warning sign for me if, you know, if I'm asked to sort of change my approach fundamentally about things where, you know, I feel that I'm bringing my authentic self to work in a very collaborative and positive way. Um, that maybe that business is not right for me and I think that that's become very important um, as I've got a bit older and I think that my my other kind of real nugget which is my one that I share very freely with whoever wants to hear it is look after yourself first and I think it's very important because over the last few years I've been made redundant several times over which is never a nice experience but I think that what you kind of have to bring out of that is Every business by necessity is about the business. And yes, you know, you hope businesses will look after you and look out for employees and treat you very well. But I think the thing is that that is not always the case with every business. And I think it's incredibly important to understand what is important to you as a person when you kind of go to work and what you're going to get out of work Um, because I think that you know the reality is that you know redundancies are a a matter of course for a lot of us these days Um, and so I think if you can kind of just keep yourself at the centre feeling kind of emotionally mentally very healthy that can only be a good thing for you and for the business as well because it means that you know you're not trying to it's no use killing yourself for any business, I think, is what I've learned at the bottom line, you know, no matter how good that business seems to be. Yeah. Debbie, I don't know if you've got sort of any, any further thoughts on that or if you can share something else with us.
3: That's really quite an interesting one that you've shared, Julie, because I think you're absolutely right. I mean, every business has to look after the business first because Everybody gains if the business is looked after first. And there have been, you know, really some some sad stories of businesses that have failed over the last few years for various reasons. If a business fails, that affects everybody who works for it. And so ultimately, one of the things I take out of that way of thinking as well is look after your career you know look after your skills if you're given an opportunity to learn and develop and grow grab it because that opportunity could stand you in such good stead at some point so that really sort of resonates with me and that sort of links into one of the tips I was given um one of the messages I was given a few years ago that is going to sound quite harsh okay um I started studying for my doctorate 12 years ago now, and I did finish it quite a few years ago, just in case anybody thinks I'm still studying after 12 years, (laughs) um, because that would be mad. Um, But on the very first day, um, the programme leader said the following, you are going to find yourself in life, in work. During this period of study, when moments are going to seem very difficult and insurmountable, when I have a piece of advice for you. And the piece of advice is this: suck it up and get on with it. Okay, <laughs> love it. Oh, Yeah, I like, yeah. It. I like that. That sounds, that sounds quite harsh, doesn't it? <laughs> it's like one of the worst things anybody ever said to me, um, because. I'm sure we've all had moments and I've had moments where I've sat with my head in my hands for various reasons and in my ear comes the voice from this particular professor going you have to suck this up you can have a moment but then you suck it up and you get on and it's been the best piece of advice I was ever given and I use it all the time. I don't know if anybody else if that resonates with anybody else. Absolutely.
2: Fantastic yeah I think it's like because we I'm, I'm sure we've all had those moments where you just say you know it doesn't matter how resilient you are it doesn't matter how good you are at bouncing back from any situation you want to curl up in a corner with a biscuit and actually you can you can have that five minutes with a biscuit and then when the biscuit's gone you've kind of just got to get back up again you know it's that whole chumba wumber thing isn't it you know you it get, you get then, but you get up again uh, and I think actually that's a I think that's a great piece of advice for anyone
0: yeah what do you think think uh, well sorry kerry sorry sorry. i was just gonna say yeah some situations just aren't worth fighting for sometimes you do just have to sit back and k go okay okay yeah i'm just gonna sit back suck it up and move on because whatever i say is not going to change the outcome or the situation so sometimes you do just need to get over it and just yeah move on to the next thing yeah yeah
1: yeah so i was going to say i think perfectionism is part of that as well isn't it because you know if, if things haven't gone perfectly or the way we expected we can beat ourselves about that but sometimes like, like you said debbie you just need to power through to accept it for what it is and just just move forward but it's difficult to do that because we've got emotions that are involved haven't we you know it's, it's yeah it's, uh,
3: it is such- and that's where the biscuit comes in i find okay. <laughs> chocolate oh, <I> are
2: <laughs> uh, <there's> available <laughs>
3: yes that's right right. other products are available but it it does help but it it also sort of aligns with another um tip and another um concept that has come up so many times in my life it's unbelievable and people quite often say to other people you've done really well you are so lucky anybody ever had that said to you you are so lucky be an element of
1: luck but a lot of it's hard work isn't it a lot of it's yeah. well, know, pure
3: yeah. hard work. My, my, my mum always quotes I think it was Tony Jacqueline but I could be wrong the golfer I'm sure it's a golfer who said isn't it strange the harder I work the luckier I got and and so the other piece of advice that I may have mentioned on a previous pod I can't remember but it's one that again resonates with me. And it was a comment that I heard on another podcast made by Wendell Pierce, the actor. And he said, when the going gets tough, the tough go to work. Mm -hmm. And I really believe in that. So that aligns with my suck it up thing, which is basically, yeah, there are moments that are difficult. There are moments where you think, I just do not understand this at all, (laughs) okay, (laughs) or I cannot deal with this situation or whatever. But I've always found that if I go to work and I put the work in, things improve and they get better. So that's my other aligned tip.
2: Yeah. And, and again, I, I think actually, I think that's a, it's a great way to look at it. But I think it's where that, you know, how do you eat an elephant? One bite at a time comes in yeah. as well, because when those moments do come that you tend to sort of think, and how on earth do I move this forward it's It's just looking at kind of what what's the smallest thing that you can do first and breaking it down into those elements because I I love those quotes that you used there Debbie and I think that there's a fabulous quote from Nora Ephron who uh, as a writer you know she wrote uh, when Harry met Sally amongst many other things and uh, she talked about um, giving a talk to a group of uh, female university students who were um, looking to break into screenwriting and she said you know everyone was very eager and very keen and wanted to know kind of what the shortcuts were and she said but actually you know she said thinking about it afterwards it takes an enormous amount of effort um and just keeping at it to make anything good happen for yourself you know that sometimes it's actually harder than you think it's going to be and actually just staying there and just keeping going i think is a, is an enormous part of that um and i think that you know that, that's that's the bit that that's a very unsexy bit of success that mm-hmm. just actually putting in those hard long hours and actually failing failing is a huge part of that and actually just accepting failure one of my favorite um things i ever heard actually Um, I used to work with a colleague who worked at British Airways um, in product development. And the thing I absolutely loved, they used to have a fail of the month. So the test or the development that had done had just gone so horribly wrong um, or just had, you know, had completely reversed what they expected to achieve, that they celebrated that. It wasn't something to be hidden away. It was something to say, look, we did this thing for all the right reasons. It just went horrifically wrong. And here's what we learned out of it. And I think it's those lessons that you can kind of take forward. And I think it goes then back to your authentic self, because your authentic self has done some things that have gone horribly wrong. And therefore, you've learned from it and you can kind of help avoid that in the future. So I think it's kind of all of that, all of that stuff working together.
3: Yeah, it's funny. One of my stock phrases is keep on keeping on. And I say that to myself a lot and I say it to other people. (laughs) Yeah. Perry, finish us off with some great tips. That's, that's tough to follow
0: that. Um one of mine actually was um a bit of great advice, which actually follows on from quite a lot of probably all yours put together is um to move forward, you do have to put yourself out of your comfort zone. And I think I went through sort of early sort of on in my career, I went through sort of a little bit of a life change and um I was really shy, you know. The thought of standing up in front of people just just horrified me. And I really wanted to do something for myself to change myself. And I was always into fitness and fitness classes, and I, was, you know, regularly would go. And somebody just said to me one day, just like on a, a fleeting comments like, you know, you'd be great standing up there and teaching a fitness class. And, you know, I'd be horrified at standing up in a group of in front of loads of people doing something like that but actually you know by by doing the training and getting all the knowledge and and learning how to, to teach fitness classes and really sort of pushing myself out of my comfort zone it's kind of like really helped me and helped build my confidence um and that's obviously in the fitness industry and then bring it into my work environment again if you want to do like a presentation to somebody again the thought of it is like look, <laughs> I can't do that actually think because I've done it once and really stepped out of my comfort zone and started doing fitness classes in front of a group of people and then coming into work and if somebody does ask you to do like a presentation actually you kind of tried it once so you've been in front of people so I think the more you do something the more confident you are at doing it and I always think that's really good so sometimes to move forward in life I think you do have to push yourself out of your comfort zone however scary that may be to you um, I think it's always a you know, a good thing to do you're going to be able yeah. to experience that and then uh, so that that was that was one of mine and then the other one that always sticks with with me is having conversations particularly at work are really important but I think you also need to write things down especially important things in in important projects or meetings to write things down even things like action points when you're talking in a meeting come up with action points how many meetings have we been to where you've agreed something in like a workshop and actually gone away and then nothing happens to it and then Mm. kind of you kind of forget what the conversation was about and what the action was about um so i think for me, I always now try and follow up any meetings with action points or just a quick email out to all the recipients just to say, this is what we discussed. is my understanding correct or does anybody need to add anything to it? I think um, that has uh, always always stuck with me as well about writing things down. If anybody else has sort of had those experiences around.
1: So yeah. i have to write things down yeah definitely have yeah. to do it does help to go back and actually read what you've written as well it's uh I know it sounds tough but when you're busy and you know back to back meetings and things but yeah you're right if, if you make a point of writing stuff down and following up it's it, it does make you feel a lot more organized yeah for sure
3: yeah i think as well for me when i write things afterwards because i go back you know i might make notes and then i go back and look at them and then when i write them my brain seems to tick into thinking mode as well. I don't know if anybody finds that. But as I'm writing the words, I'm st- I'm coming up with other ideas and other thoughts and how I might go around addressing whatever the action is. So I find the actual process of writing helps me think in a very strange way. Um, but I do find that really useful because one of the things that we sometimes don't give ourselves enough time to do is to think. and thinking is really really important because otherwise everything is just reactive and actually having some some way that you use to think about things and for me it is actually physically writing sometimes it's really really helpful yeah
2: i yeah. think that's a really good point actually because it's almost like certainly i I am, uh, apparently all women can multitask. I really can't. Um, And so I find that, you know, it's almost like taking notes in a meeting. I can do it, but it's like completely, as you say, Debbie, you know, it's my my brain isn't in it really. It's almost like I'm taking down prompts so that my brain can pick it up later on. Um, And the thing is, then I'm kind of, it does spin off in a different direction because I've got the prompt to sort of help me think. So I think that's a really interesting way of looking at it
3: yeah
0: i think we've all had um, some really good ideas so um here so i yeah, hope that that helps everybody so i want to say thank you to lisa julie and debbie and thank you to everybody listening if anybody has any ideas for any future podcast please do let us know please contact us at babrew at assistkd.com and you can like and subscribe to us as well so thank you